0: Hello everyone, and welcome into this week's episode. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with the review of Rise Up by Le Club Royale. I've been really enjoying the song for the past week as well. I've kind of rotated it into some of my Spotify playlists. Have you? Have you enjoyed it? What's your thoughts on it? Um, let me know. i would be interested to see um, what you think of the song. I think it's a nice fresh take on some... That's something it has been a bit in the past, but it's made its way back into into the kind of modern times with the big influence of all of the the kind of 80s and 90s synth. So, yep, I've really enjoyed it, but I hope you did too. But please do let me know. Uh, this week we've got we've had some good news. Um, I'll start off with that: the fact that we are now allowed to have some outdoor sessions um, back into our kind of training schedule with the gym. That's been amazing news. I'm so happy about that. So the gym can now take up to 15 people in an outdoor session um, just like we did before, just socially distanced. They can program some sort of workout and yeah, we can kind of start getting fit again. We are limited to two of these a week at the moment just so that we can accommodate all the members in the gym uh, which is absolutely fine by me. I had also seen um, from Uh, john owns a gym that there were a couple of people that maybe had a maybe had are conveying across a bit of disappointment about that um which i find kind of ridiculous to be (laughs) to be honest Uh, there's plenty of times across the the full day um five days a week that you can kind of book in and for me two sessions a week is better than nothing um it would just be nice to kind of train and a group environment again and to be able to feed off each other's energy. So that's a massive positive for me. I found a big dip in um training specifically because I was going to work, coming home, doing a workout and it just it was just the same. And I think after a while for me I just kinda get a bit fed up and I get fed up of the situation, so it's great that we can kind of break that up and actually go somewhere to to kind of work out in an outdoor session, no matter what the weather is. Uh, I'm not too I'm not too fussed. Um, I would just be glad to kind of get back into these, and this week as well, they're starting a 10 day blast challenge as well. So that's going to be something that's good to kickstart my nutrition and eat as clean as possible for. Uh, ten days, it's only ten days of commitment, um, and I know that I've I've, I've said this before in the podcast, and I know I feel better when I'm eating cleaner, so I'm looking forward to this. And there's like challenge workouts, of mobility, and things like that as well. That's been that's been posted just to kind of give you as much variety as possible. There'll be Zoom classes to do as well if you don't want to go to the outdoor sessions or if you've already booked your two. So. Looking forward to kind of starting the week off on a, a very positive mindset. Um, probably more towards like like my health. And yeah, it's just uh, it's really good news to kind of end the week and to get ready to, to start the week going ahead. So being able to do these outdoor sessions before we get, kind of get back into the gym as well, which we're hoping um, we can get back in within seven weeks time I think that's what the gym has said that the government have given them a, a kind of time scale it's just, it baffles me that we've not even been in the gym this far and we're halfway through March <laughs> you know uh, like we're a year into this pandemic it's just it's frightening Um but there does appear to be some sort of light at the end of the tunnel and I'm excited to kind of get back in back in training and get my start taking care of my <laughs> myself again and just kind of be a lot more active I've also signed up to do 2000 burpees in the month of April so there's it's a I seen a fundraiser page on on Facebook and I was like you know what I could do that so I'm gonna do 2000 burpees in the the, in the month of april i will share the link to the, the fundraiser if you do what i donate i will post a video of every single set that i do as well just so that you know that i'm i've been legit and i'm not uh not doing it i think i'm going to do it with the the 10k uh, 10 kilogram weight vest as well just to add a bit more punishment because I hate burpees and lift myself off the floor why not add a little bit of weight as well so I'll do as many of the workouts as I can with that uh, 10 kilo weight vest uh, I think my strategy will be just to um, do a set of 100 every day that I'm going to be doing them uh, taking rest days when I do feel that I really need the, the kind of rest days and um, um, I've, I've kind of noticed a point i've been running as well that i do need to kind of start stretching a lot more and this is going to come into doing the burpees as well now thinking about it because the burpees always uh, if i do like mega high reps of them it kind of goes from my lower back so and that's just due to me being like really really tight with with all my muscles with all my muscles and posture so I'm going to be making sure that I'm stretching every day as well because I want to get back out running. I haven't ran this week because for the for the first three or four days my hips were just so tight and really sore after the run at the weekend. So I I do need to kind of get back into running because I've got a, a target of that. Um, I think I'll definitely get the 100k but the 200k is going to be a bit far off because I haven't done anything. Um, this week in regards to running which, which is a shame but I did kind of listen to my body as well and where it was kind of sore I'm not going to push through that um, especially when I've not been doing uh, very much exercise recently as well but stretching is going to be a lot better just for my posture in general because I've kind of noticed that I've been kind of rounding over a lot more as well and I do not want to be be doing that so get as loose as possible just make sure I'm staying um, limber I suppose and also we've had the CrossFit Open started this week and this is going to be the first year since I've been doing CrossFit that I've not participated. It has been made accessible to do at home but i've not been doing that much exercise and i'm just not motivated to be to be doing it at all so i'm happy to kind of be on the sidelines just kind of watch uh, what's happening and i'm just going to focus on the kind of 10 day challenges and kind of get my my fitness back and get my mindset back i'm not going to absolutely batter myself through open workouts because they are very highly demanding Anyone that's done crossfit, a CrossFit Open before, you'll know what the workout's been like. And, yeah, I'm just... I, mentally, I do not have the the motivation to, to be doing it this year, unfortunately. But it's good that we've got that back. The CrossFit Games season has started. And it's going to be interesting to see how we end up when it comes to the CrossFit Games as well. Hopefully, things start opening back up so that we do have uh in-person competition with some spectators as well and yeah it's just going to be interesting to see how how the the season pans out because obviously matt fraser retired and he's won it the past five years very dominant performances so this is the first year that we're actually going to crown a new crossfit games uh on earth for the males and and it'll be interesting to see Tia Claire Toomey defend her title as well. And she's won four, so can she win the fifth this year? It's going to be interesting to, to see. She's super, super fit, and I don't see her kind of tapering off anytime soon either. So it's going to be interesting to see who's going to push her on the, on the uh, women's side of, of the games. But also it's very exciting because I do not have a clue who's going to uh, take that number one spot for for the males. I think we're just going to need to see how the the Open plays out and then see who's all going to the different quarterfinals and kind of try and call it from there. Um, but it's very interesting, very exciting to be a spectator and a fan of the, the sport. They've also got a new... Uh, a new title sponsor for for the games. So Reebok had a ten year contract with him that ran out, and it's now going to be the Noble CrossFit Games. So Noble was a, a a CrossFit apparel company that it was born in CrossFit as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do, and what their athlete gear is going to look like, and just how they go about being the title sponsor i believe it's a three-year contract they've got as well so it'll just be interesting to see what they do as a company to maybe bring something new to to the games uh, in the sense of maybe they would, I, I i don't really know it's just going to be interesting to see what what they do with it um and one of the other sponsors is a uh, whoop Which is a wrist-worn heart rate monitor. This has been about for, I think it's about maybe about a year and a half, two years that I've kind of known of anyway. It's it's a very good uh, piece of kit if you're into like how you want to monitor your recovery, your sleep, and things like that. Personally, I do like the idea of it. I wish you could just buy a band and that was it but because it's a subscription service for it i'm not really into that kind of thing and i know that's a way that they'll make a lot of money and anyone that's really really into it will be happy to kind of pay that but for me i don't think the subscription cost is really kind of worth it um and plus i'm not training to go into the crossfit games or anything like that i'm i would like to do some competitions within crossfit just within the country but as far as that that's the kind of furthest I want to kind of take it um, so that's going to I think it's going to be quite interesting though because you'll be, I think from what I've heard from the Talking Elite Fitness Podcast uh, is that they're possibly going to be looking to kind of live stream the data of the athletes as they're kind of competing as well so they'll have the they'll be wearing their foot band and you'll be able to see how recovered they are or what what kind of heart rate zones they're kind of hitting in these workouts because sometimes they make it look that easy but are they really um are they really going uh i'm not really sure what i'm trying to say i think it would it just kind of shows like yes, they may look as if they're um, kind of calm and collected but really their heart rate is really pumping and it maybe shows a way that they're kind of managing how how they kind of get through these kind of different workouts so that's going to be quite interesting and obviously speaking of Matt Fraser as well he was on the, the Joe Rogan podcast um, so for anyone that likes listening to the Joe Rogan podcast I quite like it um, I know it's maybe not for everybody as well uh, it was a really good interview that they had, I know there's been a lot of the CrossFit, com- uh, the CrossFit community weren't too happy with um, some of the things that had been said or maybe the, the lack of defence for some things in CrossFit. But to be honest, I think it's just, I think it's maybe just Matt Fraser's experience. I don't really have any issue with it. Like, at the end of the day, everybody has a different experience. Um, going through like kind of doing like different activities or or whatever it is, everyone's going to have their own experiences and they might not all just be kind of gleamy clean so I think just go into it with an open mind um i don't really think anything and it was really offensive and it was a great listen it is a long listen, so just be aware of that <laughs> i think it was close to three hours long um but I, re- I really enjoyed it and i didn't realize that spotify is actually doing a a video for the podcast obviously i know that obviously joe rogan did um he would upload all his podcasts to like youtube before he had the spotify deal but i didn't realize that when you're actually playing it now that the video is actually integrated into the spotify which is pretty cool so it was it was nice to be able to kind of to kind of watch the the video as you usually would um but yeah it's a great listen. you kind of get to hear his background from being an olympic weightlifter going into Got into CrossFit and like kind of making his way back from uh, like a broken back from Olympic weightlifting, and then obviously to everything that he's achieved now. So yeah, it's very very good listen. Um, and for anyone that maybe just likes to hear uh, about different sporting athletes and how they achieve the goals that they've achieved, and if you don't really follow CrossFit, I definitely. I'd advise kind of giving it a listen as well because it's that kind of winning mentality that uh, people have and it's a kind of good insight to how they kind of strive towards uh, getting their goals so recently i've been kind of looking into a little bit of personal development as a musician and this is kind of stemmed from the fact that i've not played a drum kit properly for over a year and that i've had no motivation right now to kind of do any practicing especially with the the fundamentals of like rudiments because this is something that i neglected for a big massive chunk of my musical career if you would if you'd like and it's something that you really kind of shouldn't overlook because it can open up possibilities for like everything and um, like when you look at like kicking a football for example, you're not like when you learn you yeah, don't have a toe poke when you kick a ball. and um, you kinda wanna maybe like pass with the inside of your foot, um, for example. So rudiments are like that, you're kinda learning to do the maybe like the very basics. Um so you've got stuff like paradiddles, um like double strokes, the para um, Swiss Army triplets, things like that. Um, these things can really help you when it kind of comes to the creative process of maybe writing songs or like doing like drum solos and and things like that. So I'm just, at the moment I'm looking uh, <laughs> I'm looking for that motivation. Someone help me! I can't find it. <laughs> that's what it that's what it feels like when when I'm thinking I'm like like, yeah I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick sticks up today and sit down at the the practice pad and I'm gonna practice away at all these different rudiments so that's a kind of difficulty that I'm having at the moment but an interesting thing uh, that I have downloaded my phone is when it comes to click tracks now this one is by Benny Greb and it's called the Gap Click. I think it cost me like two fifty off the the Google Play Store. And the the idea is that you'll get four four bars of a click. And then you'll get four bars of no click. And then when the click comes back in, you should still be playing in time. So it kinda helps you let's say you let's say i start off a song and i'm the one that's choosing the tempo for the song kind of relative to what we've we've all been playing i would do one two three four then we start playing and i should be able to keep that tempo going but for practicing it's quite good to have these gap clicks and that because it challenges you like you need to stay in time so when you come back in that as soon as you come back in on the one, or when the click comes back in on the one, sorry, you're still gonna be playing the time. So I'm gonna start using that, and I'll log my process, uh, my process, my progress, and just start kind of building myself up as a musician, because this is always kind of stemmed into um, something that I'll talk about um, in in a little bit, which is solos and why I hate doing them and it's kind of down to my own ability kind of holding me back and this stems to being like the the base of it being rudiments and how you can use them uh, when you're like constructing solos and things like that so i'm gonna start using that click uh, as a practice and we're going to see how, how we can kind of get on. But I think I'm going to strip everything back to being quite a slow tempo and then just kind of really focus on the notes that I'm going to be playing. Um, especially when it kind of comes to like paradiddles and stuff because instantly I kind of want to play it faster and faster. But in reality, I've got a, I've got a weaker left hand when it comes to it. Um, Right, my right hand is kind of more dominant when I'm playing the drum kit because I'm a right-handed drummer I'll be playing the hi-hat most of the time just for the, the snare kind of coming in and out When, when depending on what kind of groove that I'm I'm kind of playing so I've always had a kind of weaker left hand so am going to look to kind of strengthen that up as well but I think it's about time that I actually did something because when I get back on a drum kit it's going to be absolutely horrendous because i've not played in a while and i'll feel really slow and i'll be like oh why can i not play faster it's because you've not practiced benjamin you've not practiced and that's how stern i'm going to need to be <laughs> but honestly i cannot wait to get back onto the drum kit because i really really miss it um and another thing that i've been kind of i was kind of thinking about like i've and i've spoke about it uh, when we've uh, been doing the Blackberry Jack review and also when I did the review last week of Rise Up by Le Club Royale if you haven't listened to it already, get listen to it listened to it's a very very good song um, and it's about when I'm kind of hearing backing vocals and this has all came to the a point where I've been singing a lot more so when I first started kind of playing in wedding bands and things like that I was kind of, I was almost forced into singing and it was like can can you sing i was like yeah i can sing was like can you sing and play not really like you're gonna learn and that's what i did and that was probably the best situation for me because it put me in that position where i'm gonna need to do this because this is what's required of me even if i at the time i was absolutely shitting myself but this has been a good thing for me. Um, a little bit of background in singing for me as well is when I was younger in primary school. I sang a lot, and I I, I was singing with like the I, I or I was going to be singing with like a section of the Scottish choir, but it wasn't cool because uh, because I was like playing football and things like that, so I didn't do it. Um, but I had quite a nice voice before my voice before my uh, voice broke. And then it was, once my voice broke, it was like, I kind of need to find my singing voice again. And I think I'm at a point where I'm quite comfortable with the, with the ranges that I can sing at. Um, I have a quite a decent falsetto as well. So that's a lot of thing. That's a lot of the, the stuff that I do in kind of wedding bands as well as I'm that kind of high falsetto kind of thing. And when you've got two or three vocalists that are singing at the same time, that sounds quite nice in harmonies. So that's, what i kind of do most of the time but now i well over the time that i've been playing um kind of in wedding bands as well when the when the singer has had a, a nightmare and he's kind of pretty much lost his voice and this is kind of like around times when we've we've all had it when you have like colds and things like that um i was the one that had to sing for most of the night as well so that was kind of get my lyrics and i'll muster my way through the full night so i've been able to sing like full gigs while playing behind the drum kit as well and that was another kind of challenge and i'll probably break i'm actually going to break down when i can actually get into a studio and get behind the drum kit and kind of show you the the kind of my how my mind works when i'm actually playing but it's it's a lot easier for me to actually show you um while i'm playing and kind of what i'm thinking about as well Um, but that was another thing to kind of overcome but that kind of led to like if you're going to be singing this song you can't really play the original drum track as it were because it might be it might be a lot more demanding to be playing it without singing so you kind of need to simplify bits here and there um to kind of make sure that i'm one i'm not uh going off rhythm because i'm trying to sing and two just to kind of make it more comfortable and make sure that i kind of lock into a groove that is comfortable for the rest of the band but it's also nice for the people that are listening to us so I'm looking to kind of develop my singing a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to be looking at different ways that I can preserve my voice a lot better. Um, and also just going to try and challenge myself a little bit and uh, see what different songs that I can that I can sing while behind the drum kit as well. But I think I've built up quite a good repertoire when I've had to like step up and sing a couple of songs here and there, um, or do a full night singing. Um, <laughs> behind the drum kit so it's always been uh, quite a challenge but it's also quite fun as well and and as a drummer it's actually quite a good thing if you can sing be it just um, as a backing vocalist as well because if you think if you're going to audition for a band and you say oh yeah i can do a bit of backing vocals as well and obviously if like if backing vocals are going to be something that you can add to that band like for example if you've got a screamo heavy metal band i doubt backing vocals are going to be required but there's going to be some situations where that could be a really really good asset and that might be the the common denominator for you actually getting a job or not um with a a different band so um i think that's uh it's something that you should explore and the more you practice at it the better you do get um it's like practice makes perfect when when it comes to that and just getting comfortable when with singing uh behind the drum kit is uh, a big key to being able to do efficiently and confidently so I did mention a little bit earlier about when it comes to solos and why I don't really like doing them. And that all kind of comes down to the confidence in my ability. And again, that comes down to not practicing the fundamentals of drums anywhere near as much as I should have. So, it came to a point where I was playing in a kind of originals, blues rock riff band, Always Monday so we had a song called injustice and this was the point where the guys turned to me and said right you've got a you've got a solo to do and i was like oh no so this song is uh i I don't even know how i kind of came up with the the solo that i did but we kind of wrote the solo in, and I didn't really change it too much. It kind, of, it came, I came down to like it would be building up to a point in the song, just before my solo, and I was like, "Oh god, oh god, I need to do this! I need to do this!" And things would change. So what I've got is I've brought up that one of the one of the live gigs that we did, and it was at Gaslight in Comarnock and this is a Battle of the Bands that we did, and we actually won that Battle of the Bands. And this is the this is the version of Injustice that I like the most, and what I'll do is I'll play it, I'll kind of talk over it as it's playing as well, and then we can kind of decipher it um, at the end of it as well. And uh, you can tell me what you think of the, the performance. I think this is a point, um, especially when it came to original music, that I thought my playing was quite good. There is a point where I think I rush the the tempo a little bit. But again, that all kind of comes up to a bit of excitement as well, and there's a really kind of cool moment where the guitar and the keys kind of dual solo together so without any further ado this is injustice by always monday and this is probably the one of the first drum solos i've ever done I must say, Fraser's got quite a unique voice as well. So, and when you when you see Fraser, you wouldn't expect this kind of voice to come from. But yeah. That a lot of those kind of musical pets as well and a lot of our songs. Best beat that I kind of do, um, doesn't really take away from the music but it's kind of solid enough that it kind of sits in nice to the music. Point where I'm getting quite, I can feel my body getting quite warm, and the kind of nerves start kicking in. So here we go in just a drum solo. triplets played there, that's one of my favourite things that I, I like to play, so maybe not as efficient huh? So here's the kind of dual solo with the guitar and keys. My <laughs> revision. I was definitely um, a lot of adrenaline after that solo. <laughs> okay so I think overall it's a very safe solo and I do kind of like the way it progressed through but uh, there was the kind of the kind of ending bit that I always kind of fluffed up, fluffed up because I was kind of really trying to go as fast as I could, but I didn't have the ability to kind of to kind of do it. Um, the the guys were always happy with the with the solos that I did kind of put forth, which I'm very grateful for. Um, they were very kind to me, and you can see that I, when you get excited about kind of doing a solo you can kind of come up to the next section and you maybe kind of rush a little bit. So that's kind of what happened with me um, in that situation. So we come out solo and then... It kind of forces them to kind of speed up their solo a bit. Um, and And that can be quite dangerous if... Like when you look at it from... The, the point of view that there's two people try to play the exact same solo on two different instruments and if you mess up the speed then that's not an ideal situation at all so the, as a you're kind of playing uh, you're playing your cards very very risky on that one and it's something just to kind of watch out for um, but then again you're playing a live gig and you kind of get stuck in that moment and these these things happen so and in, in that situation and in every situation that we played the song to be fair we never had any issues with that and i remember that night being very significant for us because it was just a kind of battle of the bands thing we really wanted to win it and we ended up winning it that night so that was a really cool experience for us as a band and it's always nice to to be able to play like a really really good gig and that full night we played really well we're really focused well rehearsed going into it and that's another thing just make sure that when if you're going to add in uh solos to to songs or if you're going to add solo sections into gigs and maybe you want to go back into a song or or something like that, make sure it's well rehearsed, make sure everybody knows when they're coming back in. In this case we built the song kind of around having two solos in it, so it was very easy for us to know where we were. So when you do come back out these sections that you know exactly what you're kind of coming back into, So. That's kind of my kind of stance on solos. I, th- I don't think it's that bad a solo. I don't think there's anything too spectacular with it. Um, I kind of like to think of trying to keep it a bit groovy in some sort of sense. And it was it was quite linear. The it was kind of followed the same sort of patterns around those around those kind of triplets as well. So nothing too spectacular, but I think it fit into the the song the song pretty well and I mean when you kind of look at the solo after that as well with, with Sean and Fraser um, that's kind of really they played really really well together when when it kind of came down to that sort of thing as well so uh, it was a, a really good bunch of uh, musicians that we, I got to play with and, and Always Monday so Sean McPhail was the lead guitarist and Fraser uh, Keegan was uh on the on the electric piano and the the harmonica and the vocals and then you had Lewis Keane, his brother on the rhythm guitar and then James Madden on the bass as well so I think we we came up with some uh really good uh, arrangements for material that um Fraser had some stuff and then obviously we wrote our own stuff as well so that was really cool to to be in that experience, I enjoyed the time that we, that I played with. Uh, Always Monday as well. Um, it's, uh, the band is no longer now, but I'll still have those memories and uh, still on, still on YouTube right now as well. So it's really cool to be able to go back and and watch those. I've en- I've enjoyed that part and to have my my first um, official solo, as you as you could say, on there is as, as well is quite um gratifying for me to be able to kinda go back and watch and to be able to share with, with you all today as well. I mean what did you what do you think of the solo, what did you think of the song? Did you like it? Um let me know in the in comments. Again if you can download the anchor app and you'll be able to let me know with the the voice message as well and I can add that in. Um, to future episodes and we can have a a community corner sort of thing where I can play your voice messages and kind of respond to them on the podcast as well which would be really good just to kind of get interacting with uh, more people but until next time I've been Benjamin and I'll catch you in the next one.